want to get service, selection, and price so low. The record archive is the place to go. Episode 146. Mm-hmm. We got a good one today. Yeah. This is the first episode in our new studio with in-studio guests. Yes. And it was a lot of fun. It was a ton of fun. Yes. It renewed my faith in why we moved in here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah it, was, it was a lot of fun. I've been told that we've been suffering from buyer's remorse with this place mm-hmm. and that that is normal. Mm-hmm. And maybe we're coming out on the other end of it. Yeah, I hope so. Maybe. Anyways, <laughs> so today we are privileged to be talking to Charmer, mm-hmm. um, a local Rochester, New York band. Yep. Featuring former and current members of the bands such as Salako, Contrarian, Burn Everything. To the Deep, BML, Bug House, Old Boy, Low Ton, Within. I feel like there might be a couple missing in there, no? I think. Did you say Burn Everything? Yes. You did. Yeah. Yeah. They've, yeah. I mean, they've been around for individually. They're seasoned. Yeah. They're individual, individually have been around for a long time in the scene. And they've all been in many bands so we're probably missing a couple yeah but why don't we uh instead of babbling on and on just play a song and get into the interview i think that is fantastic all right let's listen to a song after first release the source
So thanks for coming to talk to us. We really appreciate it. Oh, are we recording? Yeah. Oh, okay. We're on. Hi. 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 <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> um, we've been looking forward to this for a long time. Uh, and, and you guys are our first guests. Yes. In our new home, I know, in our new very, studio. I, we're, we're never leaving. The studio. <laughs> <laughs> I feel very welcome here. I will be spending the night. Okay. You don't want to go home to your kid? Bored in his underwear? No, we have tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> we have tomorrow. So you shared an, a brand new song that we're going to play at the end of the episode called Spells, right? Yes. Um, fantastic song. Mm-hmm. We wanted to ask how the other songs on the recording compare to Spells. Is it varied or is it... What's the overall? Yeah, Chris? It's, Chris? I'd say there's a variation, um, but it's... It's kind of a cohesive sort of album where they're all kind of flow into each other. Um, there's a couple times where we get a little bit slower, but um, it's a faster record overall yeah, than, than our normal past stuff. Ones, yeah. yeah, that one's kind of high energy though. Spells, I think. Um, well, I guess they're all kind of high energy. So why did everyone direct that question to Chris? I don't know. Andy's looking at me. Because he's good looking. <laughs> I hope this doesn't mean I have to. You're that. the only one talking. Yeah. <laughs> what do you say, Chris? <laughs> uh. Well, no, I, I'll tell you the. Uh, we had been working on these songs for a long time and in uh, playing in them in that order. It was just, we just, we practiced all the time. And, and it just started to feel like you know what this just works like this and um that was i don't think we've ever played them out of that order like as they were written um they were just they were put like that so um yeah i I think overall this records it's a, a um i think it's a testimony to how long a band can take to to make music and then have it all come together uh you know in the last minute and become something uh I think this is by far, for me, it was uh, the most magical record. And and, and I, I say that literally and figuratively because there was a lot of, um, I think I was thinking a lot about magic and I was thinking a lot about like, uh, you know, how interesting the world was when everyone believed in magic and trolls and the, you know, afterlife of Egyptian gods and so on and so forth. Witches so, and shaman. Yeah. Yes. And uh, shaman and and uh, and all of that stuff. So uh, there was a, there's a lot of reference to that, and, and there's that's where spells comes from directly. It was uh, just thinking about it's actually written from being like uh, first person. I'm a pharaoh that gets buried in a tomb, and this is my walk through. Um, the book of the dead and 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 following the spells to to get to the other side so the whole thing uh plays out like that and uh so you know being able to kind of think about that and then bring it to fruition in a song and have the song match with the lyrics and and have it sound the way uh i think all of us wanted to was super cool that is fantastic. Yeah, very nice. I love it. Yeah, that one episode of um, Grim when COVID first hit, you called me, and I was getting Chinese restaurant. Yes, yeah. that I've mentioned. We we were working on these songs back then. Yeah, and we've been working on those songs for a, a few months at that point. So that that just shows you how long we've actually been 
spending the time getting these songs together. So. That's awesome. Do lyrically do the songs tie together, or are they all, all their own kind of story? No, I, I I think I think they do it tie together. Um, like I said, there's you know that's kind of where my mind was at was thinking about uh, you know sacred geometry and mm-hmm. and uh, you know the more ethereal parts of human existence mm-hmm. and uh, you know that's kind of always what I think of when I, in, in especially writing lyrics I have a tendency to shoot too far with my lyrics though um, and, and get way too complicated and no one ever gets what the fuck I'm talking about because uh, you know for me that's I don't care. Like, you know, I'm smarter than everybody. So <laughs> you don't get it because you're not as smart as me. Right? <laughs> and that's like, that's what, that's, that's the kind of blind confidence that it's needed to be a singer. Yeah. He doesn't play an instrument. So it's like, what kind of person just sings and doesn't play an instrument? Yes. Like, you must have a giant ego. Like, a g- giant like, cock. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say that. You looked really excited. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> so when will uh, this be released, the full the full thing? you have a, a date in mind? Or soon. It, yeah, soon? R- real soon. I would h- hope for end of February, early March, because um, we have a, at least one show possibly coming up on April Fool's Day. Nice. So. Is that like your official release show or i think we're gonna make it we're gonna play the whole album front to back and um try to make it that yeah yeah it'll be theirs too they got yeah they got a new album coming out yeah nice if if for some chance it gets pushed off into april can you release it on the 8th (laughs) because you're according to Bandcamp, your first release was my 45th birthday (laughs) and that would be my 50th birthday Wow. And I would appreciate that. Oh, shit. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> I mean, we're not far off, guys. Just... We can wait. Yeah. <laughs> Is it going to be kidding. digital only or? We're talking about <laughs> that's, that. Stuff that's a right point now. of contention. Yeah. We're oh, going to do CDs. <laughs> Chris, Chris really wanted to do CDs. Well, not really, but he, he had mentioned it, and, and I was like, what? And everyone who the in the, fuck on this does, planet. Keeps what's a saying, CD? Yeah. Nobody plays CDs anymore. So why don't we just make yeah. floppy disks? I mean, we guys. would normally just, you know, <laughs> I think with our, our style of music, vinyl would sell pretty well for mm-hmm. what we do. But right now, everything's a year off for yeah. doing anything like that. So, um, yeah, it's, it's going it, to initially be just uh, initially, it'll most likely just be um, on Bandcamp, Bandcamp release. Sorry, Craft. You know, I can't win them all <laughs> or any of them. And that, that really. option's not closed either. It's We're not still closed, kind yeah. of like, you know. I do think that out. you would do really well with vinyl, though. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's the thing, you know, a lot of, especially now, because the, the vinyl houses are all backed up, that people are putting stuff out and they have to wait for the vinyl release a year after. And that's, that's a possibility. Yep. We feel that. <laughs> and if anyone wants to put it out on vinyl for us. Can look us up, <laughs> <laughs> Virgil. Yeah, that's uh, I, I getting to the point of this this release. Um, yeah, it took a long time to really kind of do. I mean, I think everything took a long time in the last year or so, uh, just because of the way things were. And 
you know there was a long time we didn't practice you know we had kind of we were just being safe and uh i, I don't know how much ed showers so i didn't want to be around him and, <laughs> and uh thanks man and uh i think you know when when it finally was time to like start thinking about the record it, it really came together um pretty quickly yeah we we recorded the entire thing up in our practice spot um everything ed did his bass parts at home but everything else was done at our practice spot and um that makes it a little extra special to us because it's like this thing that our buddy has mixed that just sounds phenomenal came mm -hmm. from our crappy little spot so yeah, yeah that's awesome um, i think it sounds the best of anything that we've done so yeah far for sure too. absolutely you know yeah. How do you guys think it compares to your last release? Because I love that release. Mm -hmm. Love that release. I think it's a continuation. Do I have to hit something? No, no you're just good. Just a little closer. Yeah. It's, there are, some of the songs are written around the same time. Um, Musically. Yeah. There's a song on here. One of the songs actually was supposed to be on the last one, but... Um, I assumed Chris didn't like it because he was playing like a stupid beat, but I think it was, he didn't realize it was actually trying to play the song. So I was like, oh yeah, this sucks. And then like I played it a year later for this and it like totally gelled. And I was like, uh, there's a couple other songs that the same thing happened, which will probably be on the next one. So I think the next record, we actually wrote a lot more songs, but we threw away like, like four or five. Yeah. We could have, we could have done like a use your illusion one and <laughs> and we decided to just go with uh, eight songs. Yeah, there was like a, a benefit of working from home. You know, yes. I uh, I wrote like so much music in the early part of 2020 that we're probably set for like the next few years. So it's very hooky like the last record was. Really? There's a lot of hooks in it. I love it. And, and I that's can't what wait. Andy's famous for. So, yeah, and I, yeah. I think Andy's performance was the best I've ever heard him in any of the things, you oh. know, any of the bands he's ever been in. Thanks, dude. So. I think for, for personally, for me, it was uh, I. I have a problem with committing to to a certain way of doing it until it's time to lay the tracks down officially. And and I really, really. Like that's what has kept me making music is that what's going to come from my like I've thought about all of this I've worked on music my whole life and then I'm in front of the microphone and I've changed it all up in my head or I've uh, established exactly what the lyrics are going to be how am I going to pull that shit together yeah and 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 being able to step up um, and and make it happen is is driven by the fact that I these guys i respect more than you know a lot of a lot of people in my life and i respect that they put so much into it and i wouldn't let them down so it's really um it's it's an honor to play with these guys and it's 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 kind of a life journey that we've all been on together talking about music playing music being around it but it's it's more than music it's it's really kind of and i think this record does that it's really kind of getting to the essence of of creativity and 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 putting something together uh and and respecting that what's going to come from that and i think more than any other effort that we've had as far as records go this one really for all of us was just like fuck this is 
this is what we wanted to do. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and this band has come from, I mean, it started, what'd you say, eight years ago, Charlie? Yeah. Um, at, the, at the time, it was Charlie, Chris, and Ed, um, another guy, Damien, on guitar, and uh, Mike Gifaldi singing. And it was basically the same kind of music, but with like black metal vocals over it. And uh, oh, that's interesting. It, it was actually really cool. I mean, but um, like some of the songs on the first EP we did are actually songs from that stuff. And uh, it's you know, for some reason, some things kind of split up. So I, when I heard Andy of all people is considering joining this band, and I'd worked with Andy before in Old Boy. And I've known Andy since Bughouse days. And Loton. And Loton, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and um, I was just like, I think BML was just wrapping up at the time, and I was I was just immediately like, I need to, I need to get up there because they're literally one floor above me. I just I had my gear available to go up there, and um, when we first started all practicing, it just like weird moment of just like, holy crap, this is like some of the most it, it's it sounds simple but it's really like it just it puts everybody in a mood and, and it, like everybody's just like it just feels like a proper project a really like it could get airplay on a radio i feel but it's still heavy enough for people to enjoy Absolutely. It, who like the heavier stuff yeah and um i think adding andy to the whole thing was a big step in that so um I just, I just really love this band. The stuff we come out like, I, when I joined the band, I'm like, oh, I just need something easy to play because all my, all my bands are complicated mm -hmm. and shreddy or, yeah. or just weird hard stuff to play. Yeah. And it, honestly, this stuff is harder for me to play because it's so out of my comfort zone. Yep. And uh, Charlie and I have worked together for many, many, many years since Within days, but even even before Within, but um, or before I was in Within anyway. And, you know, I felt like I had a knack of his style. And this is just like completely like he leaves so much space for everybody else to just do their thing. And it just if this band just feels really good to me. You know, I, I felt like this was going to be a project where I was going to be like, oh, you know, I'll do it for a couple of years. I mean, no, this is like I, I love this band so much. This is like not a side project. Um, it's just another band that i'm in and i love it and i think most people who listen to us actually feel the same way about that so basically i like the band that i'm in so. <laughs> well you lucked out you're in some really good bands yeah <laughs> well uh, the band's lucked that's out. the brian, goal brian brian's a, a between all these guys are in 17 different bands they're popular yeah uh, and, yeah you guys are all pretty cool yeah <laughs> Well, as far as like uh, you know, Charmer and, and and the music, you know, Charlie's the chief songwriter, and <laughs> Charlie's got a knack for throwing these weird ass timings in that no one else would think of. It's it's it's, and it always go. It's always like, <laughs> first Chris struggles with it, and then I am left to figure out what to do over that. And it's it's that that challenge though. I was like, how am I gonna pull this shit together? How am I gonna like? Because my mind thinks in, you know, four fours and in, in, in relatively, you know, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, pre-chorus, you know, that kind of thing. And he's throwing curveballs curve balls yeah. one after the other. 
Yeah, in fact, Spells, the song Spells, was one of the ones you actually wrote the day we recorded. Yeah, you remember? We, yeah, because you were struggling with the timing. I'm like, that. I have no fucking clue what I'm going to do. Yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. I got some other, and, and uh, then, you know, that just came, that was that was what made it feel so good. It was like, and then when we're recording, it was just Brian and I recording vocals, and Brian was sitting in front of the computer, and I was standing about 10, 15 feet behind him, and I knew I was getting something good because he's going... <laughs> so it was uh for our it, listening viewers he's pumping his hand into the air yeah listening viewers does that make sense <laughs> for our viewers that can't see us <laughs> that was a song too brian that you're telling me that he was like okay i'm about to blow your mind oh Yo, yeah, yeah yeah so yeah he lays down the first main vocal track and then like he's like he's like you like that I'm about to blow your mind. And he, he does. He does the second track, the um, the backing vocals, and he just starts screaming into the mic. I'm like, oh, I'm about to cry. I love this so much. It's one. It's one thing these guys. You know, I had spent my 20s and 30s uh, screaming and 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 singing, but I did. I screamed a lot um, when I was younger. I was not necessarily super angry, uh, but I, I don't like establishment, and I don't like you know. Republicans, um, <laughs> but so you know, I, th that was kind of the stuff I was hearing about. But th you know, these guys, after having a black metal vocalist, were always like, you know, because I came into it like I'm fucking tired of screaming. I want to sing more. Yeah. And then Brian, not so gently, goes, you know, if you're feeling, just let you know, <laughs> you could really, if you feel like letting loose tonight. Just <laughs> You know, a little bug house old screen would be cool, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. But that's like, I think what we love is that you're going to do some shit that we didn't even think about. Like, <laughs> you know, and it's, it's great because it's, um, you know, I think we've all grown up in bands where it's always been, let's do something different that nobody else has done. Yeah. You know, and it's been kind of like the whole reason you want to do it you know and because you get sick of hearing the same shit over and yeah, over. yeah totally so we knew that when you came up and just like you joining the band i was like oh i get to see andy again because i haven't seen him in so long you know that's awesome and we knew that it was going to be some some different styles and and you know it was your fault you you i was in retirement from yeah, being in bands we pulled you out and chris goes hey uh it was actually your fault was it? Yeah, because that bug jar, you you walked up to me and said, "Oh yeah, I was drunk." Mike was in here a couple <laughs> weeks ago, and I was like, "I'm gonna sing in this band <laughs> with you." Yeah, <laughs> you scream, I'll sing. Yeah, like, that was the was plan. Like, totally like fucking with them. No, I was. I, I meant were, it. Well, that's what I found out. And I then, did, I so had drank when it was with time. Whiskey. I was like. Andy said. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that really happened. I was bartending and he, he had come in and I had been privy to hearing what they were doing and I'm like, this needs me. That's yeah. the only thing lacking is I think me. You said like I could do this better. I, I could do yeah. that. Yes. Yeah. You're like, Mike, have you heard of Lincoln Park? <laughs> it's just like that. I'm Chester. Yeah. <laughs> Where does the band name come from? Michigan, apparently. No. Uh. <laughs> well played. 
That was just a just a massive list of names that no one could agree on. Damien and I really liked it. I think Chris latched on. Ed hated it. <laughs> uh, we were we were Charmer like the full name for like a good few years, including vowels. Yeah, right. was, we when we could afford the vowels, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we uh, we took some time. Like we've never been super active, but I think when I don't know, I don't know if it was Mike left or something. I don't know. There was like a span of a year we didn't really do anything. And some band from Michigan named Charmer moved here and started playing. Yeah. And basically took our name. <laughs> and we were a band like, you know, before them. So, but uh, we came back and uh, we we're like, screw it, we're Charmer without the vowels. I don't care. I'll fight them, <laughs> you know? I'll fight them. <laughs> and uh, I actually wanted to change the name of the band to Charmer MI just to <laughs> fuck with them. <laughs> but uh, we never did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then Lon said, Chermagird. Yeah, Chermagird. And I'm like, oh, god damn it. <laughs> Chermagird. So, what happened? They're not around, I don't think, are they? I, I haven't heard that. We haven't seen them in a while. No. But they used to, yeah, play they used the to play all a time. lot. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Hopefully, Maybe they, they went, went back. back. <laughs> yeah. I used to get <clears throat> messages all the time. You're like, oh, cool. You guys are playing this weekend. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not us. We should have done a show with them. Yeah, that would have been fun. <laughs> yeah. Was it, there was another Charmer band in Texas, I think. We talked oh, about yeah. setting up a, a trio show. Yeah, three I, I messaged yeah. them, I think. I was and probably drunk. I think and I they like, were metal, too. <laughs> that we're sounds like the best. Too. <laughs> It'll be a charming evening. <laughs> Just think about it, bro. <laughs> the Charmers. <laughs> uh, what's, your, what's your writing process for material? Does it vary, or is there... Charlie wakes up in the morning and picks up his guitar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and finishes like it's, three it's songs in the morning. <laughs> it's changed a lot. The on the, the first record I was coming out of Burn Everything. Mm. And back then I was very like meticulous on how I would like write and arrange and I would nitpick and just things would take forever. Mm. And then um uh, and it's <laughs> the first two EPs were kind of the same thing. And then uh, I just really started getting bored with that process and wanted to see what would happen if I just like let go. And then uh, I, I realized in the mornings I like creativity would just like flow and I could write like a whole song in like literally a half an hour without even thinking about it. So Warbirds and this record are literally like every single song was written within like 20 minutes. Wow. And um, almost all of this new record was actually written within like a month. Wow. And, you know, we just didn't get to it. But, uh, and uh, on the last record, um, what's the, the last <laughs> song there? Don't Walk Away or what was that song called? I don't know. Oh, yeah, Don't Walk Away. That, I that song I literally wrote like the day I brought it to practice. I just started playing it thinking they'd hate it and we wrote we like wrote it on the spot and then the end i wrote off the top of my head and we just were like okay that's awesome <laughs> and that's kind of how we write now that's impressive i i also think that charlie has been um whether he's cognizant of it 
more writing to- he's been imagining what I would do how how my voice would sound I think yeah um and and writing more to my either to push me not to like make me anything but to, to either push me or with an idea um and and uh I think that's a through through the through all of the incarnations or all the different records rather um you know the first one was like it was already there was already another singer and I came in and did something different and then we've kind of been working down this 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 tunnel to to kind of get to a place where you know he kind of could hear what my voice would sound like over it and um writing more to that style to and it's 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 been beneficial because it got more out of me so yeah i used to write thinking that the singer was a little bit the the weak link Mm -hmm. so the riffs had to be so like interesting yeah and i was filling every little bit of space because like especially burn everything like we were you know it's more like grindcore hardcore stuff and it was like there's someone screaming that's just a texture no one cares about that you know now with him i'm like oh i want more space i want i want brian to put the frosting here i want to hear ed you know his cool bass line here so now i like less notes for me more space that way when all five of us come together it becomes mm-hmm. like this now yeah i feel like more than any other band i've ever been in it's definitely the the you know um the end product is is the sum of all its parts it's 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 it goes together so well but i, I you know i've listened to our newest record several times cool. listening to just what ed had done and what chris had done and what Brian had done in knowing and in, in knowing what the difference is, but when it all goes together, it just fits really well. Yeah, and this is actually Ed's debut. This is the first record we made that you can actually hear him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was, I, you could hear me on the last one. Warbirds was the first one. Yeah, you could, but I mean, you really hear you now. <laughs> I made sure of that. That's why I wanted to record at home. Yeah, <laughs> I'm in charge. Yeah, <laughs> I, I tried it. Well, you know, not being there when they're mixing, I couldn't pull the Jason Newstead. <laughs> <laughs> did all of you guys record at home? No. What What did that look like? Just just Ed. Just Ed. Just me. Yeah. Oh. So we did it all individually. Yeah. Charlie and Chris. Uh, Charlie did a scratch track, and then we just recorded the drums. And um, so we did the drums first, and then Charlie second, and then. Ed was doing his at home as I was recording my parts up at the spot. And then we had Andy come in last. And then who mixed? Uh, well, I, I started to mix, but uh, I, I'm not a mixer. I'm not an engineer or you know producer or anything like that. So I came. what I came up with was pretty damn good for really, somebody who did. Really good. <laughs> I mean, we could have released what I did. Yeah, easily. I would have been comfortable with that. But um, we we had a, a friend who we know. I mean, he's just so phenomenal. Um, Super nice is, guy. Is he too. out of Geneva or something? Uh, no, it's um, Spencerport. Oh, is he in Spencerport? Um, I can't pronounce his last name. Steve V. Yeah, yeah Steve, Steve Rev- V. He used to Rev- sing Rev- for a band called Ply in the 90s, and he played guitar for a band called Absolution Project. And he's been able to do this whole mixing thing. I mean, I heard him do stuff in the early 2000s that just blew my mind. So um, 
he actually remixed one of our Within records, and it sounded great. So yeah, Chris and like Charlie remembered that. No stems or nothing. He just yeah. took the final product. He, he, he basically just mastered it. it. Yeah. yeah, he actually mm. covered a Within song by himself. <laughs> yeah. yeah, learned all the guitar parts, and he programmed bass parts, the drums, and programmed right? the drums. Yeah, he programmed <laughs> the drums. Uh, like, it was ridiculous. Yeah. I can imagine how long that would take. <laughs> so he, we gave it to him, and he's not, you know, project-wise, he's, he's kind of a family man now, but he still does some recording and some, uh, um, I don't think he's in any, like, pl- bands that play out or anything. His but turnaround he has, was He has his own little projects. And so we gave it to him, and uh, he, I can't believe how good his mix sounds. It just sounds so huge. So we, we took my mix and threw it in the trash. and. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think and, it? And I will learn from his mix. Do you, th- <laughs> do you think it helps to have someone with that's not in the band mixing it with like different? For ears? sure, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, like the I first, mean, the first mix he came back with, I thought the guitar sounded a little bit too prog metal tone wise, mm-hmm. um, and it, it worked, but it wasn't like it wasn't what I was. So I basically just mentioned it once, and then like the next mix he came out with was just like perfect. Yeah. So. Oh. I do think there is a benefit of someone mixing that is in the band, though, that really knows their sound. I mean, I think of, like, Kurt Ballou from Converge. I mean... Yeah. yeah I don't know that we know, would have he, gotten the same end product if you didn't do all the work initially. Right. Well, Steve had my tracks as reference, right. too. So it, it was, I think it was a huge the step. The blueprint was definitely yeah. there. It's like a, like a pre-mix kind of mix. Yeah. It was the first time we ever... I mean, it was technically almost like pre-production. Yeah. It was kind of like we've never been able to do this ever yeah. and spend that kind of time. Yeah, yeah it's, this it's, whole method of doing it is, I don't want to do it any other way. No, I, I will, I will never. Studio, book three days yeah. and be stuck on those three days. Know, no. when, when we did drums, it was like, I don't know, just completely relaxed. Yeah, right? no, it, it made all the difference. I, yeah. I will never record another way. You know, you don't have to set your drums up because they're already set up and, <laughs> you know, you're not stressing. Yeah, because you could just... Do it again yeah, next whatever. week. <laughs> I think I'm going to do this song in my underwear. All right. <laughs> Let's do it. It helped, too, that we, the first few records, we were really like, we want to put a record out every year because we kind of went on that and we're like, oh, it'd be great. Yeah. And now, it, like, we missed it. And it's actually, I like that we don't have to do that now. Yeah. But having but the extra year. I still really feel helped. like they, they came together so quickly, though. They, you know? Well, they technically did, but we took, like, four months off here and then yeah, another the like covids yeah but i also feel like it now that we've got this one in the can it's om- i said it ah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I i think it's like i'm i'm excited to go to do it again like because it, it's such a it's such an amazing feeling to have accomplished uh i i i liked the other records but i really like this one it's 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 a it's a i feel like it's a huge step for us and uh, as a group and um it's just got it's just got more to it it's just the, everything just is fits right yeah. and uh that that makes me really want to get going on the next one to 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 get better is this a favorite release for everybody yes. uh yes yeah yeah I, I think for me it's it's definitely the most comfortable one because coming from where i come from I'm always looking for ways to make things more complicated and more um, interesting to other guitar players. Yeah. I, you know, and yep. I always, with Charmer, I never ended up in that trap, but I've always thought about it. Yeah. This one, I was just like, 
I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to uh, play for the song. That's it. And that's all it really needs because, you know, I don't, it doesn't need any flair. It it's funny. It's funny you say that because I was, I showed Lisa, my, my wife, and uh, who's also a phenomenal musician. And uh, I, I showed her and she goes, why i've been waiting for brian to rip a solo <laughs> i'm like he's, there's no solos yeah there's, there's really no solos just uh, little like almost gilmore kind of textures. yeah yeah she, well she was hoping for a, a good old boy solo <laughs> I, I think one of the reasons this record came together so well is that there wasn't the pressure of having a book studio time and then you had like an eight hour block where you had to get everything done yeah. all at once you know and like I mean, there, there was a special thing, like, our previous records where we had to learn all our songs, and we played them all live on the recordings with very little, like, fixing afterwards, but it was, this this process for this record, it was, it was very comfortable, it was leisurely, you know, like, in fact, I think, I think I wanted to record at home specifically because I wasn't ready to, like, record some of the songs, you know, <laughs> so I was writing them on the spot. Yeah, I do that know, with like, all the contrarian stuff. I literally yeah. listen to a riff, learn it, record it. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. so, so that's that's why I wanted to do it at home. I didn't have to have any of these guys like over my shoulder pressing that <laughs> record button and then like, oh no, no, stop it, bring it back. And I think we, you, you can know. do that better. Okay, yeah, let's, let's try right. this again. I mean, yeah. if you were there watching me, I would start to play and then stop it, rewind it, do it again this again, time with feeling. Do it, and, and, and I would, and then I would like psych myself out and then like. Yeah, totally. You know, like it was like twelve retries before I nailed it. And I, and I, <laughs> that's absolutely true because we take yeah. it seriously. You know, it's a, even though we all have jobs and families and lives, uh, we still take the music as serious as if we were the biggest band in the world. It's it's it means a lot to, for us to accomplish. You know, amongst ourselves, we don't even really give a fuck who hears it. We're doing it for each other. Um, and we're doing it to impress each other and we're doing it to to do the best job we can do as musicians and that's i mean i i feel like that's a really beautiful thing that all of us have in our lives to be constantly lifted by other people absolutely um that not everyone gets i think it's a, it's a, a unique gift and it, it enriches all of us yeah amen I tend to speak in profundities. <laughs> Did you say titties? Mm. <laughs> One titty. Would you say you guys draw your inspiration from each other rather than outside sources? Or does it does it vary? I can't think of Whenever somebody asks me what Charmer sounds like, I can't think of anything. No. I always come up with hum meets tool, but that's even wrong. <laughs> so um, it, it's very wrong, actually. <laughs> but it, it's heavy music with clean vocals. So, um, yeah. what was the question again? <laughs> inspiration. Yeah, inspiration. inspiration. From within. Yeah, it, it has to be from within because I can't like listen to somebody and be like, ooh, I want to apply that to, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. I know um, the, the way I think of it when I write any of this is w- some days I wake up and like, oh, I wish I was an indie band. Or, like, the next day, I'd be like, you know, I listened to too much Slayer. You know, it just, <laughs> yeah. And I kind of, I remember reading some article on, like, Stephen King. Apparently, he's writing, like, a whole bunch of different books at the same time and has, like, barrels where he throws ideas in. 
and whatever he wakes up the barrels of blood that, yeah, that, <laughs> that mood that where he is that's the book he'll work on and that's kind of what i like how my record like my idea of the record kind of happens is like i wake up and i'm like <clears throat> uh, i'm i feel like i want to play like pretty music or i feel angry you know yeah so, yeah and that's what our our albums have always been it's like just everything we feel as an adults mm -hmm. and all the annoyances of being an adult and we get to take it all out in our music and it becomes that awesome release where we we this is the like the one cool thing we definitely still get to do mm -hmm. you know that <laughs> you know life <laughs> You know, life is fun and all. But <laughs> <laughs> playing music is way more fun. Yeah, than yeah, work, you know? I gotcha. So I'm I trying to, I'm trying to construct this question in my head because I don't want it to come out the wrong way. Mm -hmm. And Brian, I think maybe you can help me with this. So you guys don't play out often, which I love because then it builds up the excitement of not ever seeing Charmer and then getting to see Charmer. Mm -hmm. But, Brian, you've mentioned that you are so unique sounding mm -hmm. that it's hard to book shows. Mm -hmm. So, like, how do you guys navigate that? Is that important? Do you even care about that? Um, in the end, we don't care, but we do want the audience to have some kind of connection to it. So, mm -hmm. we're not going to be playing any black metal or death metal shows or anything. Yeah. Um. One I thing would, I know I'll about Rochester. I'll what? play with Nile. You're playing Nile? <laughs> <laughs> one, one thing I know about Rochester is that there's a lot of bands that I've no idea exist. Some yeah. of them have been in bands for 20 years and I've never heard of them. Yeah. <laughs> nasty uh, Trast. Nasty Trast. <laughs> uh, Diamond Tear. Um, so, like, uh, you know, I think we actually worked well with a Fox 45 type crowd or something mm -hmm. like yep. that. Um, any stoner rock we would do well with, even though we're not even close to stoner rock, I think it would, but yeah, as far as like genre wise, it's, it's more of a thing where it's like, if, a, if we get asked to play a show or something, we check out the band and if it's, we're like, yeah, that's cool music, whatever, it'll work fine. You know, we'll just do it. Um, but like we, we have sat around going, who could we play with? Yeah. I mean, we, we've literally done that yeah. a bunch of times. So as far as playing out, not often, you know, it's just, you know, there's Slaco and Kachurian and all that, um, uh, Sully and there's it, it, a lot of things happening all at once, um, that will, you know, hopefully soon let up a little uh, bit yeah. but there, there was also the pandemic so we nobody and the was pandemic, playing yeah. and then pre-pandemic a bunch of series of unfortunate events where we had to cancel yeah, shows like cancel day of it yeah. mm. um, chris died it was a lot of that yeah <laughs> yeah drinking mimosas too early yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think also it's it you know we've all been in bands our whole lives and played the scene and you know in the 90s uh it was a there was a lot more activity, a lot more fan base, no matter what. You could book a show and know that people were going to be there, and it was cool, and it was interesting, and it was fun because there was excitement. Um, it's tough to drum that up yeah. now, and, yeah. and it's it's tough to justify just going and playing a show yep. just for five people. Um, not that you know, uh, not that I wouldn't respect the five people or 
Well, we always joke that we've got like three fans, and I think you guys are two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chris Dawson, yeah. Yeah, and Chris Dawson. Yeah. Oh, and Nate. We have four. Nate. Yeah, and Nate. Uh, so we've got four fans, and it's, you know, it's just like, you know, we've. And what. It's not that exciting to, like, all right, you know, well, let's do all the work to get our shit up. I love playing out, but I would really love to play out for it. Uh, an interested audience. Yeah. Doesn't have to be a, a lot of people, but, you know, at least like, one row of people. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, like any band I've ever been in, though, it's like we've, we've never fit in any sort of genre where it's been like, you know, easy to book shows and, you know, if we were just straight death metal it would have been, yeah we'd be a lot more famous <laughs> then, yeah it's you know and you yeah that, and that's always that i agree that's always been a problem is yeah. we, we've been genres and we do you know we're not quite this we're not quite that yeah. we're we're not quite this and so it's it's difficult to find people that are like um that really get it and 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 yeah. because the people more the more avid fans tend to be a fan of one kind of especially in a, a heavier metal community yeah. they tend to be a fan of you know, I fucking love doom metal. And, yeah. You know, it's, you know, I, I love thrash. And and the thing is, there's a little bit of all of that in what we do. So. Absolutely. We're genre fluid. <laughs> yeah. I think it's the term now. Non-binary. Non non-binary genre fluid. <laughs> Which bathroom do we use? <laughs> do you guys have uh, a favorite performance that you've played in Charmer? There haven't. There hasn't been many. <laughs> my my favorite was Bug Jar. I think it was like a multi-band show, like multi-genre band show, and I was super late because I had to shovel out my driveway to, I remember that, yeah. to get my gear. That was a good show. Yeah, like you set up and we played, I think. Yeah, I, and I, yeah, I stayed up all night the night before, and I woke up late. I was napping, and then you're like, where are you? I'm like, oh, shoveling. <laughs> We're supposed to be on. <laughs> shoveling. <laughs> We we're pushing. There was and, a there was a good crowd. Yeah, there too. I'm looking for parking. They're pulling my gear out the door, like out, out my car while I'm at the red light. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> I remember um, yeah. we played the Buddha Pub, which is the that basement was a good of the show too. I like that. That was a yeah, fun show. The German house. But I remember, like, they wanted us to start at nine, right? And there's just tables, and there's people eating. There's older people. <laughs> yeah. There's people that yeah. don't want us to be cranked to 10 <laughs> blasting them in the ear while they're trying to eat and i remember like like all right should we start i remember andy was just kind of like i guess we start like these people <laughs> have no idea what's about to happen <laughs> and amps go on and we started feeding back a little we went right into the first song and then you just saw forks drop on the yeah. plate yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, oh. napkins faces being wiped <laughs> uh, for the door. check, check yeah. please yeah, check. can i take these tater tots home <laughs> <laughs> That was that was odd. That was a fun one. Was, being that I was a bartender for a long time, I know, or at least a few years back, I knew a lot of bartenders. So at the German house, I knew all the bartenders, I think. So every time I'd go to get a drink, they'd make me do a huge shot. And we started playing. That was a fun one. We started playing, uh, and I that was I had fancy dance moves that one that night. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then the first show, our first show, you got. <laughs> Andy was so high. <laughs> I know, the banter yeah. between songs I, was hilarious. I know some of you. Yeah. And I don't know some of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I made, I made the, uh, 
<laughs> the rookie mistake of imbibing in some treat <laughs> treats. <laughs> and uh, it did not do me well. Yeah, if you want to see that show, Ian McDonald from Sick Drummer recorded the whole thing and it's, yeah, it's, it's on, on the YouTube. internet. Is it? Yeah, it's, God, it's hard to find, though. <laughs> It's yeah, not my proudest moment. It. <laughs> it's great. Just not, for the banter in between the songs. I'm not going to look it up. <laughs> I, it was one of those where I, we, as soon as we got done playing, I just walked off and I was like, oh my God. That just, <laughs> did that just happen? Did I say that? <laughs> did I just do that? <laughs> did anyone want tacos? <laughs> I want tacos. <laughs> do you, so I, I know you guys all are adults and have jobs and all that stuff, but if you could family and job aside you could tour with a band of your choice is there is there anyone that would make sense that would be exciting to you that would make sense <laughs> well, I, they said they have trouble finding yeah, bands to play it's with. True. for me it would be probably caven mm-hmm. Ka- but caven's also probably like one of the only bands i actually like yeah. so that's probably <laughs> it yeah. Yeah, you know I, I think it would be good with brutus yes or brutus mm-hmm. which is also a one of the other few bands I like. Helms Ali. Helms Ali. Yeah, yeah something like that. Yeah. I think we do well with um, maybe something kind of indie, like Cursive. Uh, something that's got yes, so... which speaking of, sorry to interrupt you. Cursive was just here. Yeah, I know. Yeah. How, how did we not know I, about I, this? I, I couldn't, I couldn't, yeah. Did you know I, about it? Yeah, I had uh, responsibilities. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> yeah, I, but then it was... Um, camping? He said Thursday was opening. <laughs> it was Christmas <laughs> camping. <laughs> Christmas camping. <laughs> yeah, I had to wipe the snow off the camper. And, uh, I, I, Thursday I, was playing. Oh, Jeremy Ennick was going to play too from yeah. Sunny Day Real Estate. So yeah. Yeah, but I saw that. He, uh, he, didn't, he didn't come to Rochester for that, so... He, I think he'd be boring without Sunday Day Real Estate. Like I didn't love him as a singer. Yeah, well, um, I, I liked him in the band. I don't yeah. know that I'd like him otherwise. He actually came to Rochester. He seems too sensitive. <laughs> yeah, when we, he is loud, we went off sure. um, off topic, but <laughs> oh great, what's <laughs> Charlie about to say? <laughs> no, no, I wanted to go back to uh, bands that we could play with or we think would be interesting to play with because he was going on about indie like indie bands mm-hmm. and I, I I wanted to I interrupted mm-hmm. that's all you got yeah I wanted you to finish. <laughs> <laughs> he was circling back to you oh yes okay yeah. <laughs> uh yeah no I, I I tend to be uh I I like I like I love Brit pop and I, I I like a lot of different I tend to listen to a lot more indie than I think these guys do. Uh, although Chris is just as uh, sensitive as I am when when it yeah, comes to music, I've, I've got a lot of feelings. Yeah, it, sometimes I can't scratch that feeling with some death metal. <laughs> well, uh, Chris, Chris and I like every time, especially like um, with female vocalists. Have you listened to Cocteau Twins yet? I, well, I have yelled at you seventy five well, times. Hasn't. So yeah, like. Well, what happens is we're drinking, and you tell me, and then I forget the next day. Yeah, yeah, you got a Facebook message on. That works. I I I have never had a Facebook, whatever they call them, things. That's good. Neither this guy over here, neither besides Grim. Yeah, but that that doesn't. Yeah, I don't have I don't have a. a If I had a podcast, I would. What do you do for attention? Like that's why (laughs) have social media. 
I, yeah, dude, dude, did I not just get done telling you of my blind confidence in my raging ego? That's right. <laughs> I don't need attention. I, I I am with the gods. <laughs> You don't know. You don't know the words I know. You don't know the fucking equations I think of all day long. Ed, a little backup. Thank you. Good Andy hunting. Yeah. Ed's still shoveling. I'm still <laughs> shoveling. Still, it was PTSD that that night. But he was. He looked like he was. He got hit by a train. It was because I was out there. It was great. All I, I, who I came was, in. Who was going to? Where's Ed? Yeah, that, and I was like, was Hey, Tim. Ed, where are you? He's like, I'm looking Tim for Andrew. fucking parking, man. <laughs> Trying to park. I'm like, just pull up. I'll get yeah. your shit out. <laughs> and and I I got tuned. Andy preemptively bought me a beer. He handed it to me. He's See? like, Here you go. This is a nice single cut. And then. I tuned to them, bam, first song, immediately. Like I, I, It was like five minutes for me to set up, because they set up for me. Yeah. You looked yeah. really green. Yeah. <laughs> you looked horrible. <laughs> Who's this guy? That was a fun one. Do you guys, have you heard of Daniel Ponder? Oh, yeah. So, uh, my younger brother and Daniel Ponder were, were an item then, and they're still an item, but um, it was the first show that he brought her to, and she's a... An amazing, amazing musician, amazing person. Uh, but she, she, after the show, she goes, "Is, is that, is that like what you do?" Is that? <laughs> she was so confused because I, you know, we, we're wild. Like we're we're a little bit weird. I'm certainly <laughs> weird. And when I'm singing, you know, my whatever my antics or how I how I perform or whatever is is odd. <laughs> and, uh, Were you speaking in tongues? Yeah, she, she was totally. It was very funny. It was, you know, but she's awesome.
as mentioned before, that was Bug House. Uh, Grandma pulled it out of her pantry, and that was the song Midnight Daylight off of their 1996 self-titled LP. So you guys mentioned off-air that you are working on a video, have some ideas. Can you can you tell us about that? Yeah, uh, yeah. I guess I'll continue talking. <laughs> All right. uh, so... Recently, we we decided to change the record title. Uh, it was initially going to be called "The Old Gods" because, as I sta- as I stated, I uh, um, I think about that stuff a lot. So, um, long story short, Charlie had a he really really liked the the way uh, "Low in the Glow" s- sounded. He liked it as a title and um, and put forth having that be the title of the record as well as uh, the title of one of the songs. And we were all cool with that. And But it kind of changed how I was visualizing things. And then he came up with a really great continuation on, on uh, Warbird's um, artwork. And, and it's so... For the front cover of the record, and it can, it's, it, it's similar but different. But um, And I just happened to uh, find some really cool... Uh, footage that fit along with that and so I slapped together a quick video um, idea um, and it it goes along with with that it's it's super uh, moody uh, I've got to color grade it and I've got a, a bunch of work to do and we have to film any band stuff we're gonna put in there but um, the idea for the video is is kind of going along with the the lyrics of the song low in the glow uh, which ties into then the title of the record low in the glow very nice nice and that, is that going to be when it's done would it be a youtube thing or what would you yeah i would assume so i yeah. i think we're all of the mind that we want as many people to hear this record as uh as we can have mm-hmm. uh we're, we're like it you know as we stated we're quite proud of it and we we like it so um i think we're gonna there's gonna be a bit more at least um, internet uh, work that we're going to try to do uh, to, to get out there and, and, and get in front of listeners mm. uh, and uh, see what happens. But I, I think I think we're taking this a little bit more seriously, especially because it's difficult to play out in the pandemic and all yep. that shit. But, um, you know, just spending a little more time uh, getting it out there and getting, getting it in front of people uh, via the internet, the Facebooks, the yeah, the YouTube. Um, I don't think any of us intend to be shy about getting this out there. What do you guys think of, um, like, the, especially during the whole COVID stuff, there was a lot of virtual performances by bands. Did, I mean, it was kind of that or nothing. Right. Did you, what did you guys think of, of that kind of thing? Well, we, we thought about that, like, mm-hmm. just doing, like, a live rehearsal or something and put it up and um yeah i wanted to do that only fans only only fans i thought our room because we set up a video yeah i thought our room because there's like what five bands in there yeah that we could just do like a rotating channel that all of us could share yeah because the problem with these like you know like a twitch account or anything mm. like that it's like having constant content you know it's weird to be like okay on on thursdays we're gonna stream 
it kind of puts a pressure on you to do you can't really do that because then we can't write you know and i don't want to like you know show that process because i like to be a surprise yeah we can't argue but i really thought yeah that we could make money during this if like we at all did that and then you know Mm. there's but you know we're lazy and we didn't do shit (laughs) i'm I'm of the opinion that with that stuff that it was an interesting social experiment because out of out of um need Mm -hmm. but i've found most people i talk to about it um like any kind of whether it's you know just a, a, an actual live virtual concert or um you know a, one of the perform like slay at home type things yeah. where you know it was contrarian did one and, and slacko did uh something for xxi too mm-hmm. along those lines um I, I found them after a few months just to be completely cheesy and not what people were expecting and not fun for people to watch. Yep. Um, I know a few places are still putting those things out, and I don't think they're getting any viewership on them. Not anymore. Um, so, like, I think, like, after, like, that, that summer of 2020, I think the the idea was had, yeah, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. So, um, I know... My one band was supposed to do a couple of them. I was like, I'm not doing any more. I did the one. I'm not going to do any more. Yeah. So um, I just, it, it felt just wrong and odd to me. And the, uh, so the yeah. obituary one was fun, though. Obituary oh. rules. Oh, that they concert? Did, yeah. Yeah, it was just them in their jam room. Yeah. Clutch And did, oh my Clutch God. Did that too. Doom Saloon. Yeah, we had some people over and we were just like banging our heads and that was so much fun. Yeah, I saw the clutch one too. That was pretty cool. Yeah. They did. Uh, they did two of them. Yeah, we we watched um, the end complete. Yeah, the end complete. Yeah. yeah. Two minutes to late night were the only group of yeah, people that those really cool. made it like really cool. But they were like you know the best musicians. They had the best yeah. people. They had you know what's their name from Slay Bells, and they yeah. had you know the dudes from Cave In and Converge, and yeah. some of the Slay at Home stuff was pretty cool too. But it's. You know, it, I, I think it just soured quickly in, a, in the majority of people's brains. Yeah. Well, it became like too trendy too. Yeah. Well, not but only was, that, but we don't have a. If we had this extended fan base that was, you know, thousand strong, it might be yeah, something that going. that you know people are clamoring for. Yeah. But putting it, essentially, we're a new band every time we put something out. You know, nobody's really heard of us or, or knows us um so we were ta- I, I remember talking about it and, and thinking it's a cool idea but it would have to be like something we'd have to put some time and effort into thinking of making it a cool thing mm-hmm. rather than just plugging a camera in and yeah. pointing it at us yeah but i mean at the time like when we were in lockdown you know i know i missed live music you know and i wanted to see somebody yeah no i, I would have watched anybody like i would have gone to see anybody and i was thinking oh, okay i'm gonna go to the bug jar every weekend now and yeah. i don't care who's playing <laughs> i'm gonna go see them and of course that didn't happen <laughs> like, i got this to i'm do. never gonna take it for granted again yeah yeah till the next lockdown and then oh fuck i don't know i was already well well on the way to becoming anti-social <laughs> Uh, it, the the pandemic just sealed the deal. Yeah, me. it's like you know, you guys got a bar. I'll come over here. 
You're always welcome. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Criff. Pet dragon or pet dinosaur? Oh, a pet dragon. Hmm. Because he could burn my foes. That sounds weird. Burn my foes. It sounds like a song. Yeah. So if I got pissed off, I can make him burn somebody's house. And, and really, a dragon is kind of dinosaur esque. Yeah. You know, yeah, like but a dinosaur, they're just, you know, he can't it's got train more them powers. Very well. di- a dragon has more powers. Yeah. I don't think dragons, you can dragon train. would burn anyone, though. No? No. no. You no. have that nice, like, You'd peach be a nice dragon. dragon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, real friendly. You're right. Elliot. <laughs> I don't think I'd burn yeah. anyone's house down Falcor. anyway. Like, who who really makes me angry enough? To... <laughs> I know, exactly. That's why. Yeah. But I'd still have a dragon. I don't think I would do a dinosaur. They're not, you can't train them, and they're just um, really unreliable. <laughs> and, um, and there, there's yeah. a couple movies about training dragons, so yeah. we know that's. Uh, yeah, I've seen the movies. <laughs> Yeah, the, the dragon was supposed to pick me up an hour ago. Yeah. I can't rely on you for Apparently anything. Apparently, they <laughs> act a lot like cats. Who knows? They shit in your tub. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know how to drive stick shift. <laughs> uh, um, I wanted to ask you guys: Is is burn everything done? Well, burn everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've I've been secretly writing for it, mm. but oh. I don't plan on doing anything because. Oh. To do it, it would never be the real burn everything anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, the last like version of it was with Adam for um, took over on vocals. Yeah, yeah. King um, Augie, shout out. <laughs> and uh, I love Adam. Our bass player is in another state, which is kind of how Charmer kind of started. Like the idea of it anyway it was um, Mike left. Well, he didn't like. He left. He left her and everything because his mother had died. Sorry, <laughs> and then uh, I kind of just didn't want to replace another person, so we did Charmer. And I was like, at, at first, though, I was like, oh, this guy Ed could play this burn everything stuff. I saw him play in that other band, but then we decided to do Charmer and do something completely different. But uh, every once in a while, I'm like, I'm gonna write another burn everything record. But uh, I'm, I realize I'm really over it. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if anyone even cares about it anymore anyway. So. We do. But uh, Chris was the second drummer on that. It was dude. the nail in the coffin? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe someday. Um, I think Brian and Ed, earlier you mentioned, I don't know about the rest of you guys, but um, when you record at home, like with doing things di- digital, um, you can kind of write and piece together the parts of the song as you go. Mm-hmm. Have you ever written something and not anticipated that it would be a nightmare to play live? <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The, this this last song, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's relearning the. Was Grain Arc? I think yeah, it's called Grain Grain Arc. Grain Arc on this on this new new record. I wrote it, and then I was like, "That sounds cool." And then it was such a timing nightmare for me <laughs> that takes too much thought mm. to, to 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 do uh, live. Mm-hmm. 
So yes. Yeah. <laughs> literally every contrarian yeah. song. Any every contrarian song. Really? I I literally I I uh, learn it, record it, and then forget it. Uh-huh. So whenever we have to play a show, I I have to relearn everything from scratch again. I'm like I have no idea what I played. <laughs> and I think for me the 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 hardest thing is because I have to count mm-hmm. in the spaces between. The Counting is I, hard. The notes that it I play, I don't, hard. I don't count when I play. I don't know if you do, but like, I I hear a riff mm-hmm. and it and it's like it's More the feeling, whole, right? it's the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I don't count. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it is it is a feeling. But mm-hmm. for for that last song, I have to count because it seems like it's such it's it's like a long mm-hmm. uh, progression, I guess. It is a long. Pro- I, yeah. I, when I was recording that, vocally I was, in the, I was in the same zone because I was like, I think it's coming here. I think it, it is this. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you know, you close your eyes, you hit it. <laughs> Would you like to begin the nonsense questions? Let's do the nonsense. Do you want to start? Fuck yeah. Nonsense. No, go ahead. Oh, okay. Me. Yeah. Which orange came first, the color or the fruit? The fruit. That's what I said. I'm going to go with fruit as well. I'm going with the, the color. Well, <laughs> the fruit was there. Just to be different. And humans <laughs> well, humans well, had I, to I name the color. The color is yeah, always like orange. How, the yeah. fruit doesn't exist before the flower. So the flower... <laughs> no, 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 you're not, is there an you're orange not flower? Yeah, you seen poppies? Poppies are orange. I fucking hate you, Ed. <laughs> Criff is still thinking about it. I think the orange was not always called the orange. Um, no, it was it, called the um, Iflakmi. You ever seen? It definitely was called the Iflakmi. You ever seen a setting yes. sun? And then they're delicious, the juicy. White people came to Florida. <laughs> they're like orange. And like, uh, it's orange. <laughs> <laughs> My neighbor says orange, orange. Uh, this should be shot by a squad. A H R A N G. Orange, you hungry? Is that the hot tub neighbor? That is not the oh, hot tub that, neighbor. Yeah. That, <laughs> that would explain a lot. <laughs> was that the story? No, because I remember uh, no, him telling that story. It wasn't yeah. that story, but it, I, re- yeah. I don't know what. I have to go back and listen and see if it jogs like. Because I'm sure it was a good story. I don't have many stories, but if I do have a story, like, no, you were really excited to tell the story, <laughs> but we had His stopped one recording. Story is gone. Yeah, no, it's gone. Up in smoke. Yeah. All right, I want to yeah, jump ahead. Literally. <laughs> okay. Um, who should this go to? Charlie. Charlie. Yeah. All right, Charlie. Would you be friends with the clone of yourself? Oh, fuck. Yes, no. he would be. <laughs> He'd no. hate himself. <laughs> no, not at all. Would you, would you give your clone a Dutch rudder? <laughs> oh, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> would you and your clone share a bathtub? <laughs> Who, depends on whose bathtub. <laughs> If, if I think my clone, I'd just be like, no. I don't, <laughs> we would just all day long go, you're so fucking ugly. <laughs> I just don't want to be in the bathtub that 
these East Rochester guys have been in. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I don't blame you. I don't take that. I, it, <laughs> if I had a clone of myself, I would just go, oh, back, like, back and forth, just, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you would do the same no, thing. you wouldn't. You'd be like, you're so cool. No, and then, only I can say that. But you're not a clone. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be pissed off. Look, there's only room for one of us. <laughs> Would you abuse your clone? No, but trust me, there's in my mind, it's yeah, he would. It's it's enough. He's already abusing his clone. Seriously, and it doesn't even exist. You ever see the the movie Moon? Yeah, oh, great movie. I don't think so. Kevin Spacey's great in that one. Is he in that? Yeah, no, he's, he's the robot. Sam Rockwell. Yeah, it's Sam Rockwell. No, Kevin Spacey's the robot. Oh, oh the voice. Yeah, oh. one of his best roles. That's a good clone movie. Yeah, like, it is. A, is it like, is that, like it makes you think. Movie. Yeah, it was definitely a disposable flesh. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so that's, a, that's a song title. Yeah. Disposable flesh. <laughs> Hello, Bongcha. He's like you're going. You're going home disposable now. Spoiler. Yeah, disposable flesh. <laughs> you're going home. That He's band is incinerate. sick. You have to Chris yeah. Burns. Home is an incinerator. Disposable <laughs> flesh's first record is oh, no. so cool. <laughs> <laughs> Big, huge whirlwind riffs. Oh, sounds so sick. I can feel it in my mind. I know. They're from Tampa. It's sick. <laughs> I love this band. I love this band. They love oranges. They love oranges yeah. and Budweiser. <laughs> it's It's the cousin of John Tardy and, and the drummer is Gary Tardy. Gary Tardy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, obituary jokes are <laughs> rich. All right, Andy. Yes, sir. Have you ever had an extremely bad haircut? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, I've got one now. Uh, no. They, everything. Uh, my hair has been horrible. I, I've, The day I started going bald, it was a blessing. Because... Uh, I, I literally had the straightest hair in the world. All of Asia couldn't compete with me. <laughs> All of Asia. And uh, so my hair sucked. And uh, thank you. And uh, yeah, when I was 26, I shaved my head mm -hmm. and I never looked back. Yeah, we had, we both had fine, thin, stupid hair. Yeah. You still have some. Yeah, I got a little bit of it. I got this big, sorry, big bald spot that I don't see. I, was, I, I wasn't going to point it out to you. but Yeah, because why Why would I know? Yeah, that you don't I've got see this? it. It's not no, there. Totally. And then I remember <laughs> Seeing um, is believing. there was this video at, at work, and I saw me from behind, and I went, what is that? Oh, my God, what's that? Who the fuck's that guy? Oh, what's going on? Yeah, no, hair, is, hair was never my friend, so I... I uh, I'm good. I'm good as I am. Plus, once I shaved my head, I, I figured that was the way I was going to look the rest of my life. So, I don't age. <laughs> oh, did you ask the bad haircut question? Yeah, <laughs> I had a horrible haircut. So you got good hair, this. though. So imagine this, but like shorter. So it's out. Somebody <laughs> took a cut. razor to it. Like a razor, and I look like Tom Cruise in Top Gun, but with like this frizz, and it was 
She had a ball cut when we met. Yeah, I did. <laughs> and I was in. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what did it? Yeah. In Germany. I think that says something more about you than yeah. me. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. I before the bald head, I had a mullet, so I really had no place to say anything about. Just think, guys. I would probably be um, chasing my kid around right now in his underwear without pants <laughs> so we're doing good you were the child <laughs> yeah, it was you that didn't have his pants on <laughs> i learned it from watching you i learned it by watching you why aren't you wearing pants i learned it by watching you <laughs> fuck pants right dad <laughs> that's right proud all right brian Yes. What music would play every time you walked into a room, if you could choose? Oh, shit. Probably some 20s ragtime shit. Yeah? Would you be dancing? No. Oh. Hello, Everybody else would be. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. You'd I, just be, like, slowly nodding your head. Yeah. I'd be looking left and right. And just going, approval, <laughs> approval, approval. How about some, some ragtime, but with Werner Herzog narrating something <laughs> about birds? No, I'm not going to try another Werner impression like I did last time. <laughs> oh, it was so good, though. <laughs> it was good. That girl has moxie. <laughs> Where is my dapper Dan? That's the worst Werner Herzog. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Where hey, listen, you try to reference no, 20s shit. Worse. I'm not doing it. Like, mine lasted half a word and I gave up on it. <laughs> the electric eel. <laughs> the great fire of the earth. It's not getting any better, is it? <laughs> no. <laughs> Everybody down. To the chopper. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. What else you got over there? Yeah, what do you got? I don't know. <laughs> All right. I Ed. think Charlie checked out. Yes. I, I got one for Ed. <laughs> Why isn't 11 pronounced 1T1? 1T1? I mean, right back at you. Why is W not double V? Right. You yes. know? Because it's connected. Yeah. Idiot. <laughs> yeah, but it's not a U. It's two V's. No, it's not. In French, it is. It's double V. Two V's have a space. It is double V. En français, s'il vous plaît. I would, I would call eleven a one D one. Yeah. You know. Like, what if we start calling double it ones one and everyone starts yeah. doing it and everyone starts calling it one T one? Yeah. <laughs> then you'd have to do two T one and three T one. Yeah, two T. We couldn't even get the metric system in this country. Yeah, what if no. instead of eleven, it's elf? Two like T. She was on Facts of Life. Oh, I like that. We do elf. Eleven. Elf. Turn everybody down. You've got elf. Me needs to get to the chopper. Yeah. <laughs> I'm covered in mud. Yes, I can't stop coming. Yes. Do that same sentence with one T one. Let's see if it has the same ring. You have one T one to get to the chopper. <laughs> nice. It was, it was actually really good. I'm impressed. Yeah, that was really good. It was. I like Elf better. Tell, tell us about um, stealing Zach Wild's beer and playing with. Um, 
What's that straight edge band there in Syracuse? There? Earth Crisis. Oh, yes. Earth Crisis. Oh God, that was a bad one. We we when I was in Bug House, we played with Earth Crisis in Syracuse at Lost Horizon, and um, it was there. It was filled with vegans and um, pleather. Uh, no, a lot. Uh, just uh, first of all, I'm not a big fan of like tough guy hardcore shit, but um, it, it was hilarious because we went in there. And they had all these don't eat meat signs and all of this stuff. So we ordered a sheet pizza with all the meat, <laughs> like literally to the bar. So they did not like us. Uh, and we were getting hammered and they are, they're all straight edge. Of course we got fucking shit housed and got up on the stage and they were all, uh, the crowd was shooting like the little red lasers at me. So I started getting really offended, and I started just go pointing and said, "Fuck you, fuck you, and fuck whoever else is doing this." And and uh, it turned into like we had to pack up quick. The lead singer from Earth Crisis came out and tried to punch me in the head. What? Yeah, it was a thing, and uh, and we we had to like escape out of there and leave. It was it was a proud moment. <laughs> we upset a lot of people, and that's kind of what i was going for so um and the pizza was delicious actually <laughs> and, and was nice and meaty and uh we opened up for uh, zach wild and <laughs> we were backstage that was at the uh at, at uh water street and there was a cooler in the band room and we started um drinking from it because we thought we could and we were we drank all the beers in the cooler, and then Zach Wild walks in with his big chain and muscles and beard, and he's like, "Who the fuck drank all our beers?" And I'm like, "Oh, that was me." <laughs> and I was wearing this was my style then was I had this striped polo shirt that I'd wear buttoned up to the top. I was such a douchebag, like Scott. <laughs> Yeah, but it was even worse, and it was buttoned all the way to the top, and I was wearing um, hospital scrub pants. I I, clearly, I have lived my life to poke the bear. <laughs> it, so, it, you know, I had this, like, horrible, again, but that was probably the worst haircut, because I, I, I was cutting my own hair, and I would just shave it, like, up to, like, here, and have this little tuft here. Douchebag, total douchebag, and <laughs> they call it a Chelsea. Eh, sure they do. <laughs> so that he wanted to beat me up, Zach Wild, and I'm like, ah. and then I turned to Toby and I go, I don't even like his solos. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, he's a good guitar player. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, well, he was pissed. He was really pissed because it was he drinks. Um, Anchor Steam. What? Anchor, Anchor Stream? I don't know anybody that drinks that. Yeah, he did. We we drank all of it. Seems like a Budweiser kind of guy. <laughs> no, he was uh, Anchor Steam, and it was uh, two cases, and we pounded all of them. <laughs> <laughs> and we were, so we were hammered, and, and then I'm watching him. I don't know if you guys, uh, the Black Label Society, I'm like, oh, my God, this is, even this is fucking new metal now <laughs> jesus i was so pissed off it's probably the worst performance of his career oh well <laughs> yeah. thanks to, to you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yeah that's what i'm talking about see now that's that was 
an unexpected achievement. I fucked Zach Wild over. Fuck Zach Wild. I'm all for that. I mean, I like his guitars. We want to thank you guys so much for being on. We had a great time. We'll come back for a part two. Thank, thank you guys. Thank Thanks you. for thank having you guys. us. We'll be back for a part two. We would I, love that. I, I, Next week, same time. Yes. <laughs> yeah, right. We're here. I'll tell my wife and kids. Uh, we got to go back. <laughs> no, Daddy. So, um, yeah. No, thank you for having thank us. You. It's it's been a thank great you. honor. I hope this wasn't too uh, rambunctious and idiotic. Uh, you, you apparently haven't listened to me, uh, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's all about what you say. We like idiotic. Yeah. Well, here I am. (laughs) (laughs) Great chat. Great fun. Yes. Special thanks to Brian. Yes. And Chris. Yes. And Ed. Yes. And Andy. Yes. And Charlie. Yes. And you. (laughs) And you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Charmer was kind enough to allow us to debut their first single off of their upcoming release titled Low in the Glow. The single is called Spells. Until next time. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Don't be an asshole. And you have one T one to get to the chopper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.